Hello, boys and girls. It is December 8th. It's a Thursday. We are recording this after the Rams Raiders game. Baker Mayfield is back. How you doing? Rams number one quarterback. I am Blake. I'm joined always by Jake. Jake, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's always nice when the Raiders lose, especially like that and the way that they choked. Um, so, yeah, doing well. Um, we It's playoff season. I mean, playoffs start not this week, but next week. But Jake has been crunching the numbers. Jake's like that guy on like, the lab. Steve Kornacki. There it is. I was going to ask yep. you what his name was. Jake is Kornacki. He's going to break down everything that happened last week and how it's going to affect I think this this week and the matchups we're going to go over this week and next week. Yeah. So uh, late Sunday night kind of was looking at the standings and kind of thinking all of our matchups. So we're just going to preface this first off. We're not going to be really talking too much about week 13 and what happened in week 13. The only major things that really happened, there were five blowouts. Every single blow, uh, every game was a blowout. Uh, the official boys were officially eliminated by yours truly. Um, then we had um phillips's team throw up a stinker which kind of put him on the outside um he's at currently in sixth place we had phil lose putting him on the outside we had steph lose and she is on the outside it's three of out of those three teams who we all think are very good teams two of them um possibly will miss the playoffs so one of them for sure will and we will go into our matchup of the uh week of the year and perhaps a matchup of something else which will be century talked about uh, there it is century i was gonna uh, surprise it for the crowd but you know i just jump right in um but we had just blowouts across the board in week 13 so um week 14 we will be talking about and we will be giving our guesses our predictions what's going to be going in in week 14 this is the closest fantasy football year I have ever been a part of at any single league. Um, and just looking at last week, we had two teams that were uh, six. We had three matchups of six and six teams last week. And those losses were had huge implications. So this week we have a couple of matchups that we'll be diving into that have huge implications as well. Uh, but yeah, this is just a very exciting, exciting week to, to go over. It's... It's Christmas just came early and it's week 13 of the North. You did too there, buddy. Why did I come early? Never mind. I don't, I don't, I, it did. I did. Uh, week 13 is here. Well, it's actually passed. We're going to go over week 14 and everything that's exciting. and It's going to be happening. So let's dive right into the matchups. Jake breaking down this crazy week. Let's go over your matchup first. We got not your team name sucks. I'm not even going to say your team name. Uh, you're going up against Sam. Uh, we're recording this Thursday night. Rams game just finished. Baker Mayfield just went wild. But Sam, Raiders defense, eight points. You got a little lucky with that last touchdown. But before we get started, let's go over the what are the playoff implications here? Yeah, so I got a big win last week against the official boys, which um, I believe officially knocked him out of the playoffs. Um, Sam's team, however, had a big win last week. She beat Steph. And in doing so, um, didn't knock. Sam has a very small percentage, a chance to make the playoffs. She needs, she'll need, uh, she will need myself to lose, Nick to lose, and then she'll have to just kind of score a bunch of points this week um, and hop over both 
um, Nick and myself. And as I'm looking at the points on here, it says she has an 11% chance of making the playoffs. She has to basically hope that both Nick and I score maybe, and this is just for, you never know, but probably about 50 points, like 50 points. She needs to score like 150. She's way behind in points. And that's why we say at the beginning of the season, points do matter even if you do lose. So there is a shot for Sam to win or to get in the playoffs, but most likely not. For me, I have an 83% chance according to ESPN. Um, I do have a small outside chance at perhaps getting a bye week. um, And that is kind of dependent on your matchup with, I believe, is it Nick? No, who do you play? Do you play... Phillips, yes, with Phillips team. If you were to lose and I score um I score 30 more points than you, then I would and I win, then I would go into a bye because both Trey and Ashane play each other. Um, so someone's gonna lose there. So that second spot is up for grabs for the bye week. So this is a big week for those two teams, both Trey and Ashane. Whoever wins gets a bye. Uh, but yeah, this is a going to be a very very close week if i lose however i definitely need need some help i am lucky that both steph and phil who are outside the playoffs right now play each other and um, i would need brian to beat nick and i would need you to beat phillips so um a, kind of a little bit on the line here nothing crazy but there is a chance if i still lose which i'm not looking at the matchup and we can dive into it right now i'm not too I don't I'm not too hopeful with my my week this week but yeah like you just said the Raiders did uh you know luckily leave some points as far as fantasy and they just lost the game um they were only projected for seven points and they got eight so they did get one better than they were projected but yeah let's dive into to this matchup let's go over uh Sam's teams first because I like her matchups this week Kirk Cousins on the road against Detroit playing at a dome you got Joe Mixon's back Jamar Chase is back. Amon Ra is he's been healthy, but he's obviously back performing at the wide receiver wide receiver one, I think, for the rest of the season. Uh, TJ Hawkinson has been heavily involved in that Minnesota uh offense. Mike Evans is just has just been the down uh down point on her team. Uh not really hasn't really been that involved. I even think 10.2 projections a little high. Um going against San Francisco, they're probably the best best defense in the NFL. Uh, I don't know in terms of fantasy what their what their scoring points are, but des- best defense in the NFL. Um, a team they're going up against a uh, San Francisco is going to be up against a Tampa Bay team that's just been decimated with injuries. They have the pass rush to get to them. They have some pretty pretty good uh, safeties. I don't know, just a tough matchup for Mike Evans. Not one where I'm pretty hopeful for him. And cream the dream six point six going against Cincinnati. That's just a shot in the dark. Not much sitting on her bench. I guess Samaje P. Ryan. That's actually an interesting situation. Who would you rather go here? Um, if you're looking at Sam's team, uh, Samaje taking the backseat of Joe Mixon coming back or Cream Hunt and kind of what you've seen out of the Browns uh, running game all year. But now, uh, I don't know. I feel like that one might be kind of a toss-on. What do you think? Yeah, I actually think the, out of anyone, I'd probably do the number one option in Baltimore and Gus Edwards. Um I think with Lamar out, they're going to rely heavily on their run game. And so if Edwards is fully healthy, which I believe he is, I would kind of probably plug him in because I think they, I know they do do a timeshare with some of their running backs there, but I think for the most part, Gus Edwards is going to get a lot of the rushes. 
Um, and I can see him, you know, getting into the end zone. He doesn't have a great um, opponent for fantasy purposes. He has Pittsburgh and they're ranked 14th. But Kareem Hunt has Cincinnati and they're ranked 15th. So, yeah, I would probably do Gus. Um, and I don't think there's any limit going to be much limitation on Joe Mixon. I think for the most part, he's going to be fully healthy. He did sit last week um, to try to get fully healthy for the stretch run here. So, yeah, out of any out of anyone, it would probably be um, Gus Edwards. Yeah, Gus. I just looking at just his touches last week. He 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 is the number one running back. I would imagine in terms of depth chart, but he still has three guys in that backfield just this past week that all got touches: Kenyon Drake and uh, Justice Hill. There's just so many weapons and not weapons, but there's just so many options there. And I what I've always been frustrated with Gus Edwards is that I've seen in the past where he's just been. Um, just have monster games. You kind of take it over. Everything's up the middle. It's got speed, but it's just available. Availability has been injured at times and kind of taken away from the steam that he's been uh, showing in some matches. But a lot of the times it's just, they're so quick to get off him and start moving to another running back. It's the only thing I'm frustrated with. I think cream, cream and Gus, I think it's just shots in the dark. Both of them. Uh, she's going with cream. I guess it's kind of the well, more well-known name. And even just last week with cream, you're getting nine touches, 56, 56 yards. Efficiency was, has been there. Um, but yeah, just a lack of targets and really what kind of has plagued him all year is just those lack of just free touchdowns that Nick Chubb has just taken all year. So tough decision there, but all in all, her team's pretty easy, pretty easy lineup to set. Not many questions you're going to ask, uh, going over, over to your team though. Uh, you got options on your team. You got players that you could play, but I think this is your lineup going forward. DeAndre Swift back in that lineup. Uh, he scored in for a touchdown last week. He had a big, big week last week. Um, Raheem Mostert, is this your first first week playing Raheem the Dream or or what? Yeah, first week since I had him a couple months ago. Um, I'm not entirely sure if this is going to be my set lineup. I know that uh, Deonta Foreman has been the... Um, has been kind of injured throughout the week. So I did pick up Chuba Hubbard, and I'm hoping that he, um, if Deontay does sit, then I know it's just going to be Chuba Hubbard, and that's it. So there's a possibility I swap him out for Raheem. Um, but, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll dive into my team a little bit. I, I have some good matchups. I do like Herbert on Sunday night. Uh, Mike Williams practiced in full today, which is a little surprising. So it looks like they will be fully healthy. And I think Miami is going to just – score a lot of points on the chargers. Um, so I do think that Herbert will have to, to, you know, lead that offense up, but yeah, Swift had a very good game last week. Finally scored, uh, had a week where he outscored CD lamb. So that was my very first week of that. Zeke has been a touchdown machine. He's going up against the worst run defense in football. Um, so I'm hoping that him and Tony P I mean, Zeke in general, two, four, six, seven touchdowns in the last five weeks. Um, he's gotten over 15 points in five straight games. So I'm really, I'm very, you know, happy with his production as of late. Um, and then we have the ones that I'm a little concerned about are my wide receivers. Um, I think Dodger Hopkins just popped up on the injury report today that came out of nowhere. Um, and then Brandon Ayuk. Um, I, what I do like is that uh, Brock Purdy after the game, the new quarterback there said that like, he missed Brandon Ayuk multiple times and told him, like, I have to get you the ball. So I really do like that right, right after the game he came out and said that. It's like, okay, like, they they definitely, you know, Brandon Ayuk. And Brandon Ayuk was like, hey, like, it's all good. Like, we won the game. So 
I'm happy that there's already that kind of chemistry to where like he's gonna trust him and throw him the ball more. Um, but yeah, I have some options with Terry McLaurin on the bench as well. I did pick up your boy Brandon Cooks because just because I want to see him shine on my team. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is probably the team that I'm gonna roll out with, um, and we'll see. I think both Sam and I have good matchups. I do think my projections are a little low, um, only because like for instance Zeke. Only projected 13 points, but he's had five straight weeks of 15, and he plays the worst run defense in football. So I think that's a little little low for Zeke. But I really need Mark Andrews to start going and to get you know a touchdown. And I'm not too concerned um, because it does, doesn't seem that he's getting the same targets as he was at the beginning of the year with Lamar. So I'm not too, too concerned um, that Huntley is the quarterback because I do feel like um, someone – I know Tyler Huntley can't really throw the ball. Like, he can't bomb it. Like um, – like, you know, I guess Lamar can't really bomb it too, but Lamar can at times. But I am looking forward to hopefully them having some chemistry, him and Mark Andrews. But yeah, um, I am... I don't know, this is tough, because I, I do think Sam has a lot of good matchups, um, especially the ones that concern me is that Detroit-Minnesota game. I think all three of those players that are playing in those games can have a lot of points. Um, and so that's one game that I'm going to be focused on. Oh man, I don't know. This is going to be tough. I, I'll take Sam's team. Um, because I do think, I do think she has players that just can score 20 points. And I feel like it's really hard for me to get players to score 20 points. I have been lucky the last few weeks. I've hit around 105, 115. Um, last week, I think I, I had 99, but like, but I have been getting opponents that have scored on the low end. Um, and I think if I would have caught in Sam a couple weeks ago, I would have feel, I would feel, you know, good, but her getting Jamar chase and Joe Mixon back in the last couple weeks and both of them fully healthy this week. I think her team will beat my team this week. I think this is the perfect week for uh, Sam that has just run out of a horrible roster all year. She finally gets all her pieces back way too late. And mm-hmm. we're gonna get a glimpse of how how competitive how competitive her team would have been if they were healthy all year. I think she I think she blows you out of the water this week. I think Jamar Chase, Amon Ra, and Joe Mixon. Um, I think they hit projections. I see one of them just absolutely crushing one of their projections this week. Kirk Cousins, um, probably the safest floor against Detroit. It's not prime time Kirk Cousins. It's not that one o'clock window, but it's still a Kirk Cousins that. Um, going up against Detroit there's there's offense to be scored there uh you I think the two biggest weapons in that Detroit matchup um is going to be Amon Ra and DeAndre Swift it's gonna be a cool kind of battle between those two to see who outpaces each other but yeah I just see those matchups for Sam's team and I see a I see a big win for Sam over you yeah yeah I was looking back because I feel like there was there was one week I found it and there was one week that she scored a lot of points um she scored 141 points one week and I was trying to see if if this was like a week where she had all those players. And there were a couple players in here that she has currently, but this was like the week that TJ Hawkins had 36 points. Uh, Mike Evans had 26. And that was without Jamar. No, no, Jamar Chase was in here, but that was without uh, Amon Ra and Kirk Cousins. Said she had Matt Stafford with six points. And then Clyde, um, RIP Clyde, had 22 back then. But yeah, I think, I do think this is a week where she could have 
you know, 120, 130. And it's hard for me to think that anybody on my team can can get to that level right now. So we got official boys. We've got run runners on B. I think official boys is the only team that has been officially eliminated from the playoff. And a uh, good call on that one uh, a couple weeks ago. You saying that he wasn't going to make a big call. And I'm going to correct you. I feel like I said that a month ago. Okay. Like I think I think I I remember seeing that team and looking at the opponents, and I was just like, man, I think this was like when Brian maybe was on a two game losing streak. He is currently on a six game losing streak, and I just I could see it. I was like, I feel like a lot of the players that were going off for him just weren't consistent. And that was like Alvin Kamara had like a three game like going off streak. And then he had one bad game, perhaps that second bad game. That's when I was just like, you know what? I don't think he's going to continue this as far as being bad. Um, but he heavily relied on Mahomes and Kelsey this year and didn't upgrade any of his wide receivers um, and really hoped that Damian Pierce and Miles Sanders were going to like and Alvin Kamara were going to take him to that, you know, to the playoffs and if two out of those three guys didn't perform, he lost. Like it wasn't, it didn't matter what Mahomes or Kelsey did. So losing Jerry Judy, I don't think it was huge, but for his team, I do think it was big only because he didn't really have anybody or try to go out and get anyone um, to, to upgrade that position. So I don't know if Brian kind of took, took the year off a little bit and just was like, you know what, we're just going to ride out with some of the guys Maybe the official boys like some of those uh, wide receivers and, you know, kept him on his squad. And we understand that. But uh, kind of just feel like it was one of those years for Brian where it's just like, you know what? He, he only had nine moves. I'm looking at the, the season stats. Only had nine uh, transactions throughout the entire year. And when you look at my team, I mean, I've been in scramble mode ever since Cooper Cup went down. But I have had 46 moves. So, um by far the most in the league well, i guess phillips was at 43 but yeah so we uh a little little different from brian this year but for the playoffs brian is officially eliminated he is at zero percent chance to make the playoffs and for rum runners he has at 71 so nick is behind me only because he has 50 points less than me um and so we have the same record so if nick were to lose he would definitely have to hope um that phillips loses because no matter what if he loses um steph or phil are going to jump him and nick is currently in fifth so that would drop him to sixth and if uh phillips wins then that means nick is officially eliminated if nick were to lose now if you beat phil or if blake beats phillips um that is big for nick um because sam like we just talked about is most likely not going to score 64 more points than Nick this week. So, um, so yeah, it looks like Nick is, if he loses, like I said, if he loses and Phillips wins, he's screwed. If he loses and Phillips loses, he is in. Oh man, this league. So, just real it's quick. So tight. Yeah. Just, just real quick on the official boys uh, regarding just his lack of ability to move. It's weirdly enough, I think it all came down to Miles Sanders. Uh, he was one of the top running backs. Um, very unexpected, I think, this year from where he was drafted. He was number 12, so pretty much the number one running back. But I think there was plenty of options where he could have maybe traded him. 
I think there were the highs were highs and the lows were lows. He definitely could have addressed other areas in his teams, um, other areas where he could have fit the need for like George Pickens, but kind of a rough year. Alvin Kamara up and down, especially when he needed him down the stretch. He's been just absolutely abysmal, but he ride or die with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. That's that's been the motto all year, and that's just yeah. We talked about uh, Joe Burrow being on his team. There were a bunch of teams that would have taken Joe. I Burrow tried and getting been him. able to trade out some depth. Um, yeah, you were one of them. I bet someone like um, I'm trying to think. I don't know if Sam would have because she was trying to go between Jimmy G and Kirk Cousins. I feel like Joe Burrow would be someone that she would always want on her team. She has Jamar Chase. She has Joe Mixon. Um, so yeah, I think I think there was a chance for trades. Um, I bet Nick would have probably tried to trade. Maybe even someone like a Brandon Ayuk halfway through the season for a Joe Burrow, something like that, to where it could have been just a kind of a depth swap, and it would have been uh, a quarterback for Nick. So yeah, I think there was plenty of opportunity to kind of upgrade his team. Okay, let's um let's go over the matchup here. Rum runners, Ronnie B. The I now I don't consider this a buy again because it's Packers, but in Nick's world, this is a buy again because this whole mm-hmm. team is a team that has kind of upswing this this turnaround for him with uh, Christian Watson and Aaron Aaron Rodgers connection that, that has been as of late. But he's got Jared Goff. He's starting off with a big fat zero in the tight end spot, and would love to see a stat because I know there's been a couple of weeks this year where uh, teams have had a tight end had zero, and I can't. I can't recall a team ever winning with a with anyone hitting a zero burger on the team. So that's obviously daunting going into the weekend mm-hmm. having a zero burger. But he's got he's got plenty of weapons on his team to make that back. He's got that trade that he made with you to get Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco going against that Denver defense. That's a tough defense, but it's a defense that I don't. I mean, they're not absolutely the most terrifying thing in the world, and. It'll be an interesting matchup. Kansas City going against that tough defense on the road in Denver. Something's got to break. Uh, Chris McCaffrey against Tampa Bay. That's a stingy Tampa Bay running uh, defense. But Chris McCaffrey's kind of all world. We got that new quarterback situation. What's going to happen there? Mm-hmm. Jared Goff in that Minnesota matchup. Just the points we talked about in the last matchup. Points galore in that matchup. So, uh, what 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 Jared Goff are we getting? I couldn't even tell you what a Jared Goff floor is this year. He's 18th ranked, um, lowest point outing of the year, six six point five points. Oh, excuse me, one point five two against Dallas. So he's got a five point. He's got a one point. He's got a six point. And then you take out those. Yeah, Nick Nick needs a miracle. I think in this matchup against Brian. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know about a, a miracle. I think that's a little little strong. Um, but this is possibly the worst outcome for a Thursday night for Nick. He watches a kicker get 12 points while he watches that tight end get a goose egg. So, yeah, this is a tough start. Um, I definitely think there are some... Um, some cause for concern on, on Brian's team only because I feel like someone like Damian Pierce against Dallas. I'm not sure how that's going to go. I feel like they're going to be down by so many to start the game. Um, so they, they ha- do have a pass catching running back that they like to go to at times. And they've been putting him in the game a lot more. Um, I've completely for I know his name. I just don't want to butcher it. As far as an O it's like, Oh, 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 Ogball way or something like that. I don't know. I don't want to butcher it anymore, but he catches the ball a lot um, and he runs the ball. And so Damian Pierce is 
kind of, I mean, last week I was kind of concerned about him against a really bad rush defense. Well, Dallas has a decent rush defense. It's not great, um, but it is for fantasy purposes. They are fourth uh, in the league. So uh, that's a tough one. But I will say one player I do like this week, and he hasn't done great recently, but I do think George Pickens has a good game this week. I think Deontay Johnson is going to be out, um, which means that against that Baltimore secondary, I do think they're going to try and feed George Pickens a lot more. Also, if you ever watch those games, he gets really frustrated on the sidelines when they're not throwing him the ball. Um, and they, th- they should throw him the ball more. He, he makes good catches, and they don't target him that much. Last week, he only had two targets and caught a pass for two yards. So I think this week they're going to get him into the game. I, I'm going to say that he scores a touchdown this week. Um, that's going to be my prediction. Um, but looking at Nick's team, uh, yeah, I, I do think it's there are some tough, tough matchups. Um, I do think Pacheco is going to have right around that projection, maybe a little bit more, because I do think they're going to be up on Denver and perhaps just trying to get that, uh, just kind of get out of Denver, run the ball. Um McCaffrey, like you said, with the rookie quarterback, we but we we know that rookie quarterbacks like to do dump offs and tight ends. So I do think McCaffrey probably has a good game, just getting kind of seven, eight uh, catches. But this is a big game for Nick, and this is one for me specifically. I believe. Let me look at this. If Nick loses, I'm just looking for me, and this is just a selfish uh, stat here. If Nick loses and I lose, if Nick doesn't outscore me by 50, which probably won't happen, I think I automatically clinch, um, which is big. So I, I love this start by Nick's team. Uh, but, yeah, I who do you think is going to win this matchup? I'm going to take, Bri- I'm gonna take Brian's team. No, I'm taking Brian's team here. I uh, Miles Sanders against New York, I like that matchup. TK Metcalf against Carolina. I mean, TK Metcalf's on a, just another level. I agree with you. George Pickens. Um I think, I think that that game's going to be dangerously close all year, uh, all, all game. I think Pittsburgh. I don't even know what the line is, but I would like Pittsburgh winning that game at home against Baltimore. Those games are always tight, and um, I think points will be scored in that KC Denver game. I I think KC is going to be ahead, obviously. I and uh, Cortland Sutton's pretty banged up. That whole wide receiver room is banged up. Jerry Judy might be the only one healthy out there, hobbling around. Even if that means that it's just. Russell, Russell Wilson just ducks throwing it to him. But, uh, yeah, I like Brian's team here. I think uh, Brian gets the win. I think it's close. I think when you have a team with Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, there's always the potential for uh, the big boom plays. I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is the ultimate hit or miss. Mm-hmm. But um, I like Fischl's team. I like them to win this matchup. Yeah, I agree. I, I do think Brian's going to win. I do think it's going to be a little closer. Um than a quote-unquote miracle but i do think i do think there's a chance that tyree kill has a big game and i think that he can score a lot of uh, points against the chargers chargers defense is just just not good and so i could see tyree getting 25 to 30 but is that going to be enough um to you know kind of ride nick's team out so i'll take brian's team by a little bit which i hope happens sorry nick i kind of hope that uh i would rather make the playoffs than than watch your Green Bay Packers squad make the playoff. Here we go. The notorious, my biggest enemy all season, <laughs> second place going against QB Sneaks, who I've been touting as as an up and coming team. He's in third place right now. Uh, 
Torrey's had two games going on. He had Josh Jacobs or two players going on. Josh Jacobs, near perfect projection against the Rams. Matt Gay, near perfect projections with seven. Trade teams of the monster, and this is huge playoff implications. Why don't you break it down for us, Jake? Yeah, um, Trey is basically locked into a spot no matter what. He's at 99% chance of making the playoffs. Um, he just basically needs a win for a bye because of how many points he has scored this year. He is officially number one in points and number one in points by quite a bit. We thought, for instance, like Phillips' team would be up there for points. Steph's team would be up there for points. Trey's team is in first place by points by 80 points. He has just been an absolute wagon the last month or so. Phillips's team has uh, fell off a bit, and we'll touch on that when we go over your matchup with him. But um, Trey's team has just been awesome. And also Trey's team has is now in third place as far as points against. So he's had the third most points scored on him. And, is, and that used to be he was the first person uh, in first place with most points against. Um, and that's just changed over the last couple of weeks. So Trey is just looking like an absolute wagon, and he is, he is most likely um, going to be getting a bye, but that is only if he beats quarterback sneaks. Now, Shane's team, he is in third place. Um, he is ahead of me by uh, two points. So he's in third place by two points. Um, there is a very, very small chance that he misses the playoffs. He's most likely going to make it. But he has that 86%. He basically needs uh, Phillips. He clinches no matter what if Phillips, Nick, or myself uh, lose. Um, no matter what. So um, uh, Shane is basically in. Uh, but there's always a chance that he can get that second uh, round by. Um, especially if he were to um, win. He is only he's a little bit less than 30 points behind you. So if he were to go off and you were to have a stinker and lose, um, then both um, Trey and Shane, no matter what, would kind of move up into that one-two spot. So still a lot to go when it comes to the buys. Um, but this is, if it weren't if this, if it weren't for, weren't for one matchup that we haven't talked about for the matchup of the week, this would definitely be one of the matchups of the week. Well, this is one of the coolest matchups of the week. So we got two of the top three quarterbacks. And I want to start first with Jalen Hurts, QB Sneaks team. Jalen Hurts against uh, the Giants. Kind of a sneaky game because Giants are still fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, Philly's kind of cruising right now. We were, you and I both expected a big letdown game last week going up against Tennessee. And they just absolutely shocked them. Just put a throttle, put the foot oh, yeah. on their neck. And this Philadelphia team is absolutely legit. It's a great, it is just a great matchup. I think against New York, we have uh, James Conner going against New England. I think this is probably one of the worst matchups James Conner can get against these against uh, New England Patriots. Well, the stingy running game. Luckily, James Conner catches a lot through the air. Uh, Latavius Murray, your boy. I don't know if, what I can really expect out him against this KC matchup. I think if they get boat raced quickly. Uh, Latavius is just not going to be a beneficiary, but who knows? I don't know what they're going to do with that team. That wide receiver group is so banged up that I don't know what to expect. Justin Jefferson against Detroit. I think if you're in the Tories or Trace team, you're hoping you're not getting that stupid Justin Jefferson game where he's getting 40-something points in like the first quarter. Same old, same old Debo, George Kittle. Uh, that Tampa Bay game is going to be interesting. 
I think at that game as a as a whole, it's going to be uh, Tampa Bay is going to bring it down to the mud, like they've done in every single matchup. Uh, they're holding the other team to nothing, and they're not scoring offense on their own end. But I don't mm-hmm. see it this way. I think San Francisco. Um, I think San Francisco, Philadelphia, right now are almost in a different class. I don't I, in terms of offense, San Francisco. I think it's gonna. It's gonna be a game where I think it's gonna be a two two score game. Garrett Wilson with the with the addition of Matt White and I think a lot of the attention has been Mike White. What's with you and Matt Matt White? I know I had a friend um in high school and college named Matt White. So it's kind of weird that you're you're conjuring up Matt White in this conversation. Was he I, I think three weeks in a row. Was he a good guy? No, he was all right. Um Mike White. Uh the addition of Mike White has definitely added yards, have added potential in that offense, but uh spread it out a little bit more. Elijah Moore is is back. Um, back from the dead, back from the bench. Garrett Wilson still is going to be um, an obvious threat every single week. So I like him in the lineup. He doesn't have, you want to say by a get in, look at by a get in on a QB sneak team. But all in all, I said it maybe three, four weeks ago. His team's legit. Um, he's got good pieces. But I will say he's got, besides the Justin Jefferson matchup, I am, a, and Jalen Hurts, I am a little bit worried about all his other matchups this week. Yeah, I think, well, I do think the addition of Garrett Wilson um, to his starting lineup is going to be a huge boost. Um, I was looking at uh, rookie of the year odds, and I remember back in week two, I said Garrett Wilson, you know, if you bet, put some money down on Garrett Wilson. Now, that looks terrible after week two, essentially, for a bit. Looking at the updated odds, Garrett Wilson is now second in rookie of the year as far as um, betting odds. So, Garrett Wilson, I think the rest of the way, Vegas thinks that he is going to have a huge impact, which I think he is going to. Um, the teams that he plays after this week, Detroit, Jacksonville, and Seattle. So I, I do think Garrett Wilson is going to be a fantasy stud, someone that perhaps can kind of lead the way, um, the rest of the way for fantasy purposes. And that's why I tried to grab him. But Shane is extremely smart. He knows better. Very stingy. Uh, Very stingy owner. Yeah. And I mean, I could have done a, a Zeke for Garrett Wilson trade, and perhaps that would have worked out for me um, because I do. I feel like now I have a little bit of depth on running backs, which I had zero to start the season and all wide receiver depth. But now I have no wide receiver depth and uh, running back depth. But anyway, I think that a Shane's team this week, yeah, definitely has some guys on buys. Um, I mean, they're really the only one that I think that he would have started over anybody else is David Montgomery um, over Latavius. But besides that, Shane has a very solid team. Um, yeah, I think some of these matchups are probably right where they should be. I am very interested in that San Francisco versus Tampa Bay game because Tampa Bay, although the defense has been playing better, still kind of I just don't know what I'm getting in that game. It might be a low-scoring game. Um, so I'm not sure what Debo and George Kittle are going to be doing. But, yeah, it's hard to go up against uh, the best team in the league and Trey's team. And you look at his squad. Whoa, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Best team in the league? I don't think so. There's one team that's in first place right now. Yeah, we all know your team is not first place. You're not a first place team. You're Fugazi. Um, Absolute Fugazi. I mean, you're like middle of the pack with points. Best points again. Okay, let's stay on topic. Let's stay on topic here. The Notorious. We know you get lucky. Um, 
Yeah, so the Notorious with Josh Allen, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, Keenan, Chris Godwin. What a Tony Pollard, too. Tony what Pollard. a lineup. Uh, I was looking at his white running back, or his, yeah, I was looking at his running backs, and he has number one in Josh Jacobs, which is crazy. Number two in Austin Eckler, which is pretty on brand, I feel like, for Austin Eckler in fantasy. And then number seven in Tony P. He has three of the top seven running backs, um, and he has two wide receivers that are are good and like solid wide receivers. They're not necessarily wide receiver ones, but I think both of them are wide receiver twos, which is all you really need when you have this team. And then of course he has the best quarterback for fantasy purposes in this league. So um, I mean, I guess Josh Allen is number three, but we all know that Josh Allen could go off in any given week and, you know, have 30 points. It's a payback game for Josh Allen. He had a real stinker against the Jets at the start of the year. This is That's true. Like, at yeah, at New York, um, he had, well, for fantasy purposes, he had 25 points still. He had 86 yards rushing and two touchdowns. But you're right. In the air, he only had 200 yards and two picks with no touchdowns. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you look at this team, and he has good matchups. Um Kind of across the board, he already had Josh Jacobs play tonight, and he had 18 points. Josh Jacobs actually had a lot of points in the first half, and I think he got dinged up a little bit and didn't really return much in the second half. But having 18 points already is big. Matt Gay, uh, the kicker, had seven points, uh, which is you know decent for a kicker. So, yeah, I think, um, I mean, once again, Trey also, and this is what is frustrating about Trey's team is that we kind of throughout the year we started out just not liking Trey's team whatsoever. We said very top heavy, doesn't have a lot of wide receivers, which he didn't at the time. And then you look at his team now, and it's extremely good, but still has two bench spots. So I feel like he just kind of rubs it in our faces. Like I don't even need these bench spots. Who cares? I'm just gonna play these guys, and it doesn't matter because I'm gonna drop 140 on you every single week. It's just uh, it, yeah, he just dunks on us every single week with this lineup. And mm-hmm. and you mentioned it. He stuck with it. He sent out a text in our group chat saying he got a new phone. Who yes, dis? And he said he's been listening to the pod. He doesn't like the uh, the shots that we've been throwing at him. He knows what he's doing. And I I mean, as much as I want to say and want to give him a hard time about the bench spots, he, he's he, for me. Trey is what. Um, you kind of alluded alluded to with Sam kind of all season. Like I'm not saying anything about Sam because Sam's going to come back. She's going to beat me. Like, I mean, she's playing you this week. Um, that's my thing with Trey. The, the more I put him and his team down, the stronger that they get. And I, um, the team's good. I like all his matchups. Um, I like Godwin against San Francisco. Um, I was just looking at the point spread in that game. That's a, three and a half uh pretty low scoring but godwin we're we're playing a half point ppr so godwin's not as like godlike in this league as he would be in a full point ppr but just last week he he ate he eats so many catches like guaranteed baseline of like four points just off catches alone and adding in the yards uh touchdowns are hard to come by they're gonna be hard to come by in this matchup I like Godwin way more than I would like Devontae Smith, I think. I think just rest the season, regardless of the matchups. I think that's the only weak spot he has on this team. Now, tight ends, tight ends are tough. Um, it's a crapshoot every single week. What you're going to get, you're just shooting for a touchdown. Gerald Everett's a f- fine tight end. You could, you obviously, could anyone could do better this week than Foster Moreau that Nick rolled out this week. But 
Miami, Miami uh, Chargers, that's going to be a high-scoring sp- affair. Josh mm-hmm. Allen, comeback, uh, comeback game against the Jets. You even mentioned it. Uh, that was a game that Josh Allen uh, and Fantasy produced very well, but what it, what it counts most and matters most for the players, that was a game that he, he needs back. I think he's going to make a big statement in that game. And you touched you touched on in your matchup, uh, Houston's defense, rush defense, worst in the league. There's two running backs. Um, yeah. know, there's two running backs on that Dallas team. Both get involved, mm-hmm. and give me. I don't give me give me the running back that can score um, 30, 40 yards out um, on a, just a simple run play, and that's Tony P. Rather than Zeke, I think I think tighter games with the defense defense. Uh, or like the goal line or red zone is going to be prominent where they're going to be stopped or whatever. I don't know. Zeke, Tony Pollard's just, I think Tony Pollard's play. I would love to, it's going to be interesting on how they use him this week. I, I'm going in predictions. I'm taking a trace team because I can't keep doubting him. I'm, I'm petrified of his team and I think he's going to win. And I think he's going to win big. I, his matchups, I think, are just so much better than a Shane, than a Shane's matchups this week. Yeah, I I agree. I think Trey will win. Uh, yeah, I think Tony P is going to finish as a top top five. Mm-hmm. I'll look up stats. No, 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 no. no. I, I think he's going to finish as a top three to five running back this week in fantasy oh. football. Oh, um, okay. I thought you were saying I, like. For the season, no, I no this week. I I think you're right on this Houston matchup. I think they're gonna. This is another. The Cowboys are playing extremely well right now. They're scoring a lot. The defense is playing well. That spread is like seventeen and a half. Um, yeah, I could I can see. Honestly, well, no, I don't think in our league because we have we only have ten teams and we have a lot of slots, but. Um, I'm trying to think of what the third string is like, even in like daily fantasy sports, like if you want like to take a flyer, I can see this being like a 35 to 10 game in the third quarter and they just, or a 42 to 10 game and they put in the backups and, uh, whatever third stringer they have, that guy's going to have 60, 70 rushing yards. Like no one wants to play on the Texans. They do not care about this game. This is going to be a bl- absolute bloodbath. So this is going to be very touchdown dependent on the Cowboy players this week. Um, I do think someone like Dak would be good to start, but like Zeke, CD, Dalton Schultz, Tony P. Like last week, we saw that every single one of those guys, I think, had a touchdown. Um, but I do feel like this week, it's going to be similar to that, to where you you need, if you're going to want, if you want big numbers by the Cowboy players this week, they have to score touchdowns. There's so many weapons on that team, and they all kind of get fed. Uh, so we'll see, but I think Tony P has a, has a big, big week this week. Did you pick a winner? Yeah, I think I said Trey's team. Okay. I'll take Trey's team. I say I would, I am going to say that Trey locks up a bye, but I'm, I'm not sure what slot, I'm not sure what slot. We got the number one team, the cat hashtag claws up. I am not happy. Um, I'm lukewarm about how my first two players went. I had Cam Akers going. I was, uh, they got home from work, got home from work, making dinner. And just, it, it just goes to show how disconnected I am from my Rams this, this season. I, um, 
I just, I had no idea. I had no idea the Thursday night game started. And I go to look at my lineup and I see Cam Akers, my starting running back. And this was, this was after the first drive and he had like nine yards. I'm like, what am I doing? I am in first place. I don't even know who's in my starting lineup. I am falling apart at the worst time of the year. I got lucky. Uh, one yard touchdown got me up to projections at 8.8. Uh, 8. But what I'm upset about was Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, I you three straight weeks where you win and you win all your weeks for the Raiders or you're not. Yeah, you win just off of him, just throwing him the ball, getting him involved. And um, I think he had total eight targets um, tonight. But just a just just a disappointing outing, eight points from him. So I'm at 17. I'm going up against Phillips, and I know I know there are so many playoff implications. And Phillips is one of the teams that I've said for these past couple of weeks you don't want to play him in the playoffs. And I think from everything I've heard from you, Jake, so far, that it's pretty much win or go home for Phillips here. Correct? Um, not necessarily. Yes, yes. Yes, it is. It is win or go home. Sorry, I thought it said not necessarily, but I, I always forget that our next matchup that we'll be talking about after this one is our matchup of the week. And whoever wins that matchup, and if Phillips loses, they will swap, and Phillips will um, be eliminated from the playoffs. So f- really quickly on you, because you have already locked up a playoff spot. However, you have not locked up a bye. I need that bye. Um, uh yes yeah i think you do i think your team definitely needs it but um if you lose and let's say i win and i outscore you by a lot um and whoever uh wins the shane um trey game let's say for instance if trey wins he automatically gets into number one which leaves you at two um but if either a shane or i if we win uh, and we outscore you by 30 points, then we will um, head into a uh, buy as well. So a couple, you're most likely going to get a buy, um, but you were already locked in. Let's go to Phillips really quick. He has a 55% chance of winning, and that's solely because I believe that's probably what he is at when it comes to the matchup against you. I'm going to assume that he, well, maybe before the game, he was at 55%. Um, there's a uh, let me look at the app because the the on the phone, on the computer um, it doesn't say what the probabilities are for him to win this week, but the app has him at projected at 110 while you were at 92. Um, looking at it right now, it is a 58% chance of him winning um, according to the app. So Phillips um, has to win in order to get in. Now we've like you said we've kind of talked about he is a team that you don't really want to play. And that's because he has a three-headed monster at running back. However, those running backs have been kind of disappointing as of late. There was a stretch where those guys were getting 20 points a game. Um, they were just, you know, scoring all over the place. But Derrick Henry recently has kind of been a letdown. Um, the last two weeks, he has only scored, uh, the last four weeks, I should say, seven points. Then he had a really good game with 24. And then 13 and four. Um, Kenneth Walker is a little banged up. There is, he's very questionable. I would be very surprised if he plays. Um, but I mean, the last three weeks, 10 points, then a bye week, 16 points, but he only had 26, uh, rushing yards, um, with two yards of carry. And then last week he got banged up and left with only three points. Travis Etienne 
He's only had the last three weeks, eight points by week, 0.3 points, and then six points. So you can tell that's where Phillips has really struggled as of late is those three players. If those three players aren't getting their typical 15 to 20, he's going to have a hard time winning games. And that's because someone like A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown has a great game last week, but the three weeks prior to that, one, six, and ten. So you can see, like, there's a lot of inconsistencies with Phillips' team right now, and that's got to be frustrating as hell because you know that these guys have that potential, have talent, have good fantasy points this year, but they're all just hitting at the same exact time, which I know as I follow him on Instagram, once again, posted something last Sunday or Monday night saying like this fantasy football season has been the most frustrated he's ever been. So it's been tough. Um, Justin Fields for him is on a bye this week. Not a great week to have a bye uh, when your quarterback basically runs for 70 plus and a touchdown every single week. Um, But yeah, he, uh, he has just a great team. It's just, it's going to come down to whether or not they show up or not. I, I uh, I was just checking out Derrick Henry's playoff uh, matchup. Have you happened to look at them? Uh, I know that he plays the Chargers next week. So he has well, he has Jacksonville this week, which I don't hit or miss. Who knows? The Jacksonville they're either great one week or they're the worst team in the NFL. Who knows? But mm-hmm. let's just say he slips into the playoffs. Week one against the Chargers, and then round mm-hmm. two against Houston. Holy moly. Yep. Um I'm I'm banking on Derrick Henry, I'm banking on Kenneth Walker not playing. I'm banking on Travis Etienne to keep keep doing what he's been doing. Um he's Travis Etienne, I think I think for this matchup where I'm looking at him, uh Travis Etienne is probably the guy that I'm that I'm banking on, hopefully, to have a down week. Um uh, I think Tra- I think Derrick Henry's gonna get there. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna assume I'm gonna assume if Kenneth Walker is healthy, he's gonna get um he's gonna get those that projection. It's just ETN. I need him to continue that he's been getting targets. He's been uh he got knocked out of I believe he got knocked out of the game. I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago. So but his stats are indicative. He he has been playing, he has been healthy uh for the most part, but just hasn't been producing. I I need that. I, I feel like I need need that. I need I need ETN right now to uh one of those big three if they're gonna be playing. I need one of them to match Devontae Adams stinker of a game. Uh I mean eight point mm-hmm. six isn't I mean for what I've Devontae's been the number one wide receiver this year. I need one of those three headed monsters for him to uh kind of hit that number. Now I am a little excited about going up against Dak and CD. We saw it in, what game was it? There was a game earlier this season where, maybe it was the, oh, it was the Miami game. Miami against Houston. Funny that it's against Houston. Dallas was playing, but Miami just boat raced them right in the beginning of the game. End of the first mm-hmm. half, it was 30-0. They stopped throwing the ball, um, and they just, it was a run of Palooza. Now, I, um, I'm playing landmines here. I'm hoping for uh, I'm hoping for Tony P. I'm hoping for Zeke, and I'm hoping that whatever touchdown cashes through the air, uh, there's a host of weapons there. Maybe it's a Michael Gallup. I'm just dodging that matchup. I'm dodging that double points of Dak and CD. There's gonna be points. There's gonna be touchdowns, and I I it's it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. He's got a lot of weapons. AJ Brown. 
AJ Brown, as you mentioned, he he's been down, he's been high these last couple. I think last two weeks, he's been just an absolute world beater. Um, I guess last week more. Last week, twenty seven points. He's got weapons. He's got such good guys. I think the projections are show it, and I feel like the projections are pretty true to what um, the type of players he has. I just I, I gotta get lucky this week. I really do after the the output that I have. And um, all pretty good matchups. I don't know what to say. I'm I'm sad. <laughs> um, yeah, I think his matchups are are decent. I don't think there's anything that really stands out as but far as. But this. they're good players in decent matchups. It's not sure. like it's not like my situation. Well, let's let's just talk about my team right now. Um, I have to roll out Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen is not a good option. But I'm running him out there because he has a great matchup. He has a matchup uh, going up against Detroit. Same mm-hmm. thing. There's going to be now on the the inverse to what my logic is with Dallas is that I feel like Detroit will keep up to some regard in terms of offense where it's going to keep it yes. somewhat close. There's going to be multiple possessions where I mean, have you looked at have you looked at lines this week? I have not. Detroit is favored in that game. What? They are two-point favorites against Minnesota. That's only happened eight times, I think, in the past couple decades where a team under 500 is favored against a team that's 10-2 and or something like that. Yeah, Detroit is favored because their offense, if you look at their offense, has been one of the best in the NFL as of late. And everyone thinks that the Vikings are frauds including myself, um, but isn't that your Super Bowl team, correct? That is my Super Bowl team, correct. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, Adam Th- Adam Thielen, I'm rolling him out there. There's going to be points scored in that game. I want to cash in. Um, Adam Thielen mm-hmm. has in he's had a couple of games this year where he's been Adam Thielen of, of old, eight, eight something targets. He's, I mean, he's, he's quick enough. I know he's getting older. Separation's not as, as it used to be, um, but... I got to hopefully fall, fall one in there. Uh, another kind of example is Marquise Brown. I'm going to be rolling him out this week, coming off of, uh, off of his bye week. The, you mentioned in, in your matchup, DeAndre Hopkins uh, popped up on the injury report. It was an illness. I, I feel like illnesses never really keep anyone out unless it's something crazy. But um, I'm rolling out Marquise Brown. He's a good player. It's, it's not a great matchup. It's uh, against New England, who has been stingy. That is a New England team that I see will give Kyler fits because, I mean, face it, New England just New England uh, can rip apart bad quarterback play. And Kyler is yeah, they are so inconsistent though. They are very inconsistent when it comes to defense this year. Like we all thought Justin Fields before he like really went off wasn't that great, and then Justin Fields absolutely diced them up um, in Chicago. I think uh, Kirk Cousins. Like he's not he's not a great quarterback and he's not a bad quarterback, but I would say Kyler Murray and Kirk Cousins are somewhat on like the same like playing field, right? As far as like fantasy points, yeah. Maybe Kyler more when because when it comes to his legs, but Kirk Cousins diced up the New England Patriots defense. So I don't know. I I don't think Kyler like you were about, probably about to say like definitely has those inconsistencies as well. We are just like man, like. 
this guy's got 180 throwing. That's it. Like all he has is 180 yards throwing. He has like 20, 30 yards rushing. Like there's just so much more potential there. He's yelling at Cliff Kingsbury on the sideline. DeAndre Hopkins is like pissed off. He's not getting the ball. So I don't know. I think that is the biggest question mark out of any of these players this week is Kyler uh, Monday night against the Patriots. And for your sake and for Phillips' sake, this is going to be interesting if it comes down to that Monday night game. Um, I love Monday night games. And especially in this scenario where I got two going and I got two guys on the same team that would be feeding each other. Nick Chubb. Uh, normally I kind of ride the coattails of Devontae Adams. This needs to be a week. I don't know how it's going to happen. Um, uh, I need this, this week to be Nick Chubb's week where he can kind of set the, set the base for my scoring. Um, you mentioned my projections. I'm pretty low 92 and I already got two guys Mm -hmm. going, um, that now we always talk about projection totals or not always indicative to uh, what will actually happen. Sometimes they're way over-evaluated or un- under-evaluated. But I think after my my outings this week with uh, Devontae and Cam, it's going to be pretty consistent, maybe kind of close to that. This may be a scenario where I need to squeak out 100, and I think where I might steal some points here is going to be the Chiefs defense against Denver. Chiefs defense, I mean, they're always, they're always decent. They're not... They're not a big turnover team. They're I just I'm banking on Russell Wilson and not having any offensive weapons. I'm hoping for I'm hoping for some turnovers, hoping for some sacks. I'm hoping for something there. I need a big outing for my defense because I'm behind the eight ball here. And Pat Fryermuth can only score so many touchdowns in one game. I'm gonna need every point that I can get. And with that, now I've been doing reverse jinx jinx all year mm-hmm. but you cannot fault me you cannot fault me you can't say that yeah it's a little hard to say like because of Devonte's stat line tonight it, it's hard to be like yeah i'm picking phillips's team and you know you already know two of the players that have gone for you now so. if yeah i think this is a scenario where i think this is a, if this was a scenario where the slate was clean and i'm looking at the, um, I'm looking at the rosters and I mm-hmm. don't see Devonte already at eight. I would take my team and I would actually say I'm taking my team. But now that I know that Devonte has eight and I can't steal another win off one of his crazy outings, then um, yeah, I have to take Phil's team. Phil's team has just been through this little stretch. It's, it's just been unlucky and He's got Derrick Henry. He's got Kenneth Walker. He's got Travis Etienne. He's got AJ Brown and CeeDee Lamb. It's one, and then with Justin Fields, like it's it's one of the most complete teams in this whole league, and mm-hmm. he's just been unlucky. And I think uh, with all the frustration that he mentioned over Instagram and all that hoopla, I think uh, I think he's got a good matchup. I think he's got kind of a sweet spot going into Sunday night against me. And I think he pulls out the win. Yeah. I, I like Phillips as a person. He's a great guy. Very nice. We are the great trade partners. I hope his team, and I always like watching you lose, but I hope his team does not make the playoffs only because it could honestly just wreck everyone. And I'm trying to be selfish here because for my team, I know I don't have a great team, there's no way if I'm playing Phillips in the first round that I'm winning. If Derek I were to play Henry you, against the Chargers first yeah, round, if I, if I were play you, there's a chance that I'm winning because I've beaten you twice already. But 
you know, I, so that's what I'm trying to as like selfishly, like for fantasy football purposes, I'm hoping you beat Phillips' team and you get him out of the playoffs. Um, but it's hard for me to look at the matchup right now and just be like, oh, yeah, like you're going to win. So I, I'll, I'll take Phillips as well. Um, and yeah, he is someone that I still think as kind of, I think both back to back weeks, I think he's had under 100 points, which is just pretty bad. Um, so yeah, I I'll take I'll take Phillips this week and just watch out for him in in the playoffs. Good luck to whoever plays him round one. All right, so our matchup of the week, House Targaryens. Wait, Steph. no, 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 no. It's not matchup of the week. This is the matchup. Okay, you know what? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Go ahead, and say it. This is the matchup of this. The wait, Sentry. That's what I wanted to say. I mean, I don't know about that. There's still we still have a long way to go. In no, our century. I, I don't even care what the finals is. The finals is going to be crap. It's going to be Trey and it's going to be, uh, uh, Phillips. And it's well, there's no better way to finish out this season than literally the prophecy of a seven to seven Gosa Forte sneaking into the playoffs, mm-hmm. going against. The team that I said was the greatest fantasy football team ever assembled who has just stuttered her way into getting knocked out of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, this is a matchup to where I saw this coming on Sunday night. Um, when Phil did, wait, I'm trying to think, I know Steph lost. She lost to Sam last week and Phil, um lost to Trey. So when Phil threw in the towel and it was like, well, on the next week, I was just like, okay, let's see who plays each other. And I was like, oh shit. This matchup is for, and we'll just go over playoff implications right now. And it's very simple. Win and you get in. Oh yeah. You go home. So whoever wins this matchup makes the playoffs and has a good chance to maybe upset you know, be a fifth or sixth seed and upset someone in the third or fourth seed. But yeah. And, and I will say this and it kind of sucks because Steph, her number one pick this year, Jonathan Taylor is on a bye, So she is missing her top running back and then her quarterback got hurt. So I was kind of hoping that this would be kind of everybody healthy on each side. And it's just a battle, you know, battle it out. But Phil is in a huge, huge advantage this week, and he's projected to win by 25. I those those projections suck, and I'm sorry. Your your playoff lives is on the line, and you want to wa- roll out Lamar Jackson the way that he's been playing it towards the end of this year. There is no better quarterback that I want to ride with than Geno fucking Smith. Are you kidding? Uh, what do you mean? Eh? I mean, no other quarterback. No other quarterback. Yeah, no. That's that's why you're losing your lead there in the first spot there, buddy. Uh, Geno Smith's been good. I don't think he's been anything spectacular. Uh, consistently at 20 points every week, which, uh, which is what you kind of want. But for Steph, I will say she needs a boom play this week. And it's I, I just don't see one. I don't see one across the board, except for perhaps Jalen Waddell. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett's always an option. He kind of cooked. He cooked the Rams. Call that one. You had a week. great call last week with Tyler Lockett. You said that he would um, have more points than uh, DK, which actually I don't know if he 
he might actually both those guys had really good weeks, but Tyler Lockett had 24, 23 points last week. But this is your whole season's on the line, and you're starting three Seattle Seahawks, and none of them are named Kenneth Walker. So this is hard. This is hard for me to see Steph play out um, in this last final game. Crazier things have happened. Cowboys against Houston. That's huge. Last week, the Cleveland Browns almost like scored half of whatever Phillips scored last week. Yeah. Their defense. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, the Cowboys could all, I mean, Cowboys also scored 19 points in their fantasy uh, defense last week, but Justin Tucker perhaps can get you 10, 15, but it's hard for me to see any boom play for Steph. And we talk about this and hopefully she'll listen next year. You had so much depth on your team. I offered you players like Cole Komet, who dropped like 13, 14 points last week. I offered you players across the board. I I said, hey, I'll take Jamal Williams and I'll trade you one of my good wide receivers. Nope, nope, I'm holding on to my guys. Well, what about one of my quarterbacks? Nope, I'm good. And now we're here at the final game and it's just there's there's not a lot to look at and be like, you know, excited for a big day. I we just talked about before we got on and when you're saying she has absolutely no boom potential. I'm not you didn't say absolutely. You just you're you're searching for it. Jalen Waddle's absolutely a boom potential. Christian Kirk is absolutely a boom potential. Tyler Lockett is literally the definition of boomer bust. Jamal Williams, this is what we talked about, projected at 9 points, DeAndre Swift is 13. Jamal Williams, and I know he's been an absolute vulture, the bane of your uh, existence, and but still, you no one knows that backfield. As long as, as DeAndre Swift had a great game, he's he he's finally had that game that you've been crying about since you traded for him. But mm-hmm. Jamal Williams is still there. He's still what top three in touchdowns, or is he still number one in touchdowns? He's probably still, I mean, he had a touchdown last week. He he gets touchdowns. The thing with him, though, and you can start to see it, those carries are starting to slip a little bit. And yeah. it definitely happened last year with or last week with 11. Um, they were up a lot of that time, so perhaps they were just trying to get DeAndre back into the swing of things. But I would still be a little weary. I, I He is still going to get the goal line touches because he is the physical back. He gets those um, end zone opportunities no matter what. But I'm talking more boom as far as like guys that can get 20 points plus. I look at Phil's team, and Phil's team is riddled with guys that can do that. Like he has those players, and I will say this. Today was a rough day for Phil's fantasy squad because two players popped up on the injury report that came out of nowhere. Both Saquon and T. Higgins are now questionable for Sunday's game. Saquon was limited with a neck injury and T Higgins was questionable with a hamstring injury. Uh Oh, big, big, big losses. And we've talked about this with Phil's team too, on the opposite end. Phil had rarely any depth this year. Like he does handcuffs. He had Gabe Davis and he still has him, but Gabe Davis has a tough matchup against the jets. I would not trust Gabe Davis against the jets this week. Third best fantasy, uh, wide receiver and Gabe Davis is the ultimate boomer bust kind of yeah. play in a week where you need to win. I can't take that chance. He does have Jeff Wilson jr. On his bench, um, which I My think name is, is Jeff. A, you should just put that soundboard in. Um, 
Jeff Wilson Jr. on the bench to where perhaps if for whatever reason Saquon is out, you can put Ramondre up to that running back slot, have that open, and you can kind of, uh, you know, whether it is Gabe Davis or Jeff Wilson, you can kind of, you know, plug and play. The Chargers' rush defense is terrible, and I think both Jeff and Raheem will have good games against the Chargers. But I don't know. Those injuries do scare me. I'm, I don't think the Saquon does much, but anytime there is a hamstring injury with a wide receiver and you play someone with kind of a hamstring injury, you're looking at perhaps three, four series in, and he only has a couple points, then he's like, you know what? I'm sitting the rest of my game. The The hamstring hurts too much. So this is going to be interesting. I think health for Phil is a huge question mark, but I think uh, Steph's roster is a huge question mark going into this matchup. Yeah, and the people that you don't have question marks about Dalvin Cook against Detroit, uh, first game this season against them, he almost had 100, 100 yards. That, that came... That game is the ultimate fantasy football game. We've had a couple of them this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, just last week, that KC Bengals game. Uh, that's where everyone is either the, their fantasy football. I, I feel like the, uh, with a lot of our matchups this week, a lot of the fantasy football landscape is going to be decided just on that matchup alone. Just your matchup with Sam. Is, you mentioned the three, three players on Sam's team mm-hmm. that are in that game. You got Dalvin Cook, who where you're criticizing uh, Steph's team about the lack of kind of boot potential on Phil's team with Dalvin cook. That's walking into this matchup, this plus matchup. uh, Phil needs Dalvin cook to hit that baseline. He needs that 16. He needs to like hit those rocks, hit those projections and Stefan Diggs, I don't, I don't know what to expect in this matchup for him. If everything is what everyone wants to tell me that sauce Gardner is, the absolute greatest uh, shutdown corner there is in the league. He did a decent job against Justin Jefferson. He got beat on one play that led to that touchdown, but kind of held him in check pretty much mm-hmm. the whole game. Um, now, Stefan Diggs, I feel like, is a little bit different of a wideout than Justin Jefferson. I feel like Stefan Diggs kind of drags you um, playing like outside, playing like one-on-one ball, and I don't, I don't know, just different skill sets, but still, Sauce Gardner is nothing to sniff at. I... I look at those two more than anything. I think his his depth on the bench, if one, if either Saquon or T. Higgins, that they go out, he he's got better pieces than most most do at this point of the season. With while we're still going through buys right now, so if one mm-hmm. of those guys goes out, I I think he's not in a great shot because Saquon and T. Higgins are both huge focal points of the offense. But I think he'll survive. I think where if I was if I'm Phil, I'm worried about. I'm worried about there's been stretches where Dave, uh, Dalvin Cook has been inconsistent. You can't have that this week. There's stretches yeah. where Sauce Gardner has absolutely shut down wide receiver ones. And I've seen I've seen games this year where the Bills' offense still moves and still produces, and Stephon Diggs isn't like having like a like a blow up game. He's not having 100 yards and a touchdown like. There are games that team is so loaded with weapons that they could win that game without him. And they could win the game by by the New York Jets saying, "Listen, we're 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 going to try to get to we're going to just we're just going to like what is it what pressure 4 
isn't that what they do? A lot of teams do if they want to like clog up the middle and like really put extra safeties and move their linebackers back. Like the Jets have a pretty good pass rush where they can just sit back and just really try to suffocate, really kind of suffocate the pass game and really focus in on Stefan Diggs with Sauce Gardner, maybe give him help over the top. That can't happen for Phil. Those two, Dalvin Cook, Stefan Diggs, Stefan Dix, they have to hit their projections in this matchup, I think, for Phil to win. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Um I, I think I think Stefan Diggs can get around 10 to 15 and Phil can still win. It just depends on health-wise, though. It depends on if T. Higgins is playing, depends on Saquon's playing. If they're both healthy and they're both playing, um, I think that they Cook and Diggs can both kind of have 10 to 15 and they'll be fine. And I only say that because you talked about Detroit and um, Minnesota being a high scoring game. I think the Chargers Dolphins game is going to be extremely high scoring. And so I think someone like Tua is going to have a very good game. Um, the Chargers have no pass rush right now um, with. And so I, I think Tua is going to be able to be comfortable in the pocket. And I guess that does mean that someone like Jalen Waddle will have a good game. So that kind of cancels out to a little bit. But he does have other weapons, and Tyreek, uh, that Sherfield guy that took the very first catch in the game last yeah, week. Took it to the crib. Yards. Yeah, so I do think Tua is going to have a good game, and that's uh, it's on a primetime matchup. I think it's going to be very high scoring. But And then it, it, it's going to be great if it comes down to Monday night. I'm kind of hoping it does. Uh, Ramondi Stevenson plays Monday night, and that's the only game on both sides that, uh, you know, the last player of the week for both sides so i'm hoping that what we're i think we're both hoping for is like uh stephanie is up by nine or ten points going into monday night that would be just a great maybe a little bit more maybe 10 or 11 um you know what no i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree with you there i i don't want it to come down to monday night because i don't really want to watch that game i think what i wanted to come down to is we got a close matchup Steph needs to watch the Chargers Miami game and she's cheering on uh Jalen Waddle. I want her to go against her favorite team. I want her to throw her morals, her team allegiance out the window, and I want her to beg, beg that every time the the camera is panning over to see who caught the ball, that she's looking for Jalen Waddle. That's what I want. Because that's the ultimate pain is that when you're in situations like this and you're stuck in a rock in the hard place and you're cheering on uh, an opposing player for your favorite team. So that's what I want. I want it close at that sun. I want it to be decided there. I, I, I want it to be, uh, yeah, I want, I want, I want, I just want, I want pain here. I, this is the best, this is the greatest matchup in this league, which has been such an, a fun league. We've had these great storylines. Uh, we've had me sitting at top of first place the entire year, which has been awesome, even though I don't deserve it. But it all comes down to me right now, this week, this matchup. It is so interesting. It is uh, involving two of probably the most neurotic people in this league. We got Phil, who's been an absolute dumpster fire these last couple of years, just 0-13 and and 2 and And he's at at the precipice of this great team right now. And him calling out after like week four that he's going to be seven and seven sneaking into the playoffs. And then we have Steph 
who year in and year out is always in this situation. She's always in this spot where she's riding high and through second guessing and and stuttering over her lineups and her players and her depth that she's she just always is in this moment and rubber meets the road here. Some something's going to break. Phil's going to get into the playoffs with this good team. Steph's going to shut you and I up of all the crap that we've been giving her this this week and getting into the playoffs and and maybe going to the playoffs with Jonathan Taylor and and making some noise cuz she still has a good team but hearts will be broken with this matchup and I cannot wait for Sunday. I'm going to um submit um that monologue you just had to the um Academy Awards for podcast edition. I'm like well, riding uh, a high right now. I'm not yeah, high, no, but just, I'm riding a like high. You, I feel it. I feel like you just uh that's a kid show. I can't say it. Um yeah, so yeah, I mean, I, I I can't really say anything to that. I, I agree with everything you said. Um, give me Phil. Give me Phil. Give me Phil this matchup. matchup. Um, Blake is taking Phil to win. I'm also going to take Phil. <laughs> um, why didn't you take Steph? You know, um, you just ruined the whole thing. You know Steph would have, uh, you know. Now Steph is jumping for joy that you took Phil's team. Um, so, Yeah. To close out um, the regular season of the North Side Story podcast, we both have Phil moving on into the playoffs and defeating House Chargarian. Ah, there it is. Welcome back to Baki's Bets, where if you listen, you make money. Last week, two and one. The only one that I lost was my ma- my game of the year. Um, it was looking fine the first quarter, seven to seven. Traylon Burks gets absolutely destroyed, and then Tennessee has no other receiving options, so lost that one. But Philly. Looked really good across the board. Um, Tennessee, a little bit of a letdown. Um, but I am going back to the well this week for the Tennessee Titans. We'll start there with my first pick. Titans at home against the Jags. Titans are getting three and a half points. They are uh, minus three and a half. I'm going to take the Titans in this one. I'm going to try to ride them out again. Jags on the road aren't great they are one and five their only win come against the chargers where they dominated them but the titans in general they need to get back on the winning side and they need to be a physical team and i do feel like the jags kind of struggle with physical teams i don't think the jags are going to be able to run the ball much um i am a little worried about tennessee's secondary it's not very good so perhaps if you're i'm not this is not an official pick but maybe that over as far uh, it's at 41 if you want to sprinkle a little bit on that uh, perhaps trevor lawrence can get some points going but that offense didn't look great last week for jacksonville it did pick up a little bit in the fourth quarter kind of garbage time but they only had i believe 10 points scored at halftime 
And so give me the Titans this week where they need to get back um, on their winning ways. They are seven and five. Um, I think Derrick Henry is going to have a good game. And I think they'll be able to cover the three and a half points. My second pick of the week is going to be going out to Buffalo. Jets and Buffalo, I feel like recently have played close games. The Jets defense is still legit. Nothing has changed about that. And their offense is looking way better with uh, Mike uh, and then in quotation marks, Matt White. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Mike White has been playing pretty good. Um, He does turn the ball over just a little bit, um, but he is a way better option than Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco. Buffalo is favored by 10 points. And I feel like that is way too much when it comes to a, a divisional game. It's supposed to be very cold there. Right now I'm looking at the weather. It says 30 degrees in Buffalo. So perhaps that will play a part. But I do feel like if Buffalo even tries to do some ground game, I think the Jets have a good um, rush defense. And the Jets have a couple guys on offense that I think are playmakers. So I could see the Bills being up by 13, 14 points and perhaps the Jets kind of um, being able to score in the last minute or so and kind of uh, covering when it comes to that spread. So give me the Jets plus 10. I feel like that's just way too many points. The third game that I have, and this is just going to be, I I don't know why I saw this and I thought that this just number is too low. Lamar Jackson was out for a solid amount of time last year. And Tyler Huntley showed that although maybe he's not, you know, he's not as good as Lamar, he is still somewhat of a serviceable quarterback. The Steelers defense has been okay. Um, It hasn't been anything crazy. And their offense um, is okay as well. It's not great, but it's not terrible. The Baltimore defense, not good at all. So this over under right now is at 36 and a half. I just can't see it. I know it's going to be a tight game. It's divisional game. But, you know, a 21 to 20 game, even a 21 to 17 game push uh, gets the over. So give me the over at 36 and a half. Um, I think Tyler Huntley will be able to still run this offense. He's had a full week of practice in this offense. Um, so I think that he'll be okay. Kenny Pickett, they definitely give him more um, uh, kind of, you know, say in the offense. They're using him on, in, on his legs. Najee Harris has been running the ball better. Um, and even with Deontay Johnson probably being out, they still have some wide receivers that they can use. So give me the Ravens Steelers over 36 and a half. Those three are the over in the Pittsburgh Ravens game, the Jets plus 10 and the Titans minus three and a half. Okay, so I'm two and two. I lost my Bears one heartbreaker at the very end. They just absolutely choked it away. But I'm playing with underdogs. So if you're sprinkling 50 bucks on each game, you're going to be up. You're up right now. You're making money. This week is a tough one. Where all the stats tell me one thing, I want to go the other way. I love Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road against the Niners. Now, hear me out, Jake. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. Um, Tampa Bay has won eight and one against the spread in their last 10 games. Okay. Yeah, Tampa Bay are s- six and 14 straight up in their last games against San Francisco. Yep, don't like this. Tampa Bay are two and nine in their last 11 games when playing on the road against San Francisco. Yep. I, I don't understand where this is going. 
There's one stat that I'm reading that has got me fired up for this matchup. Tom Brady versus rookie quarterbacks? Well, that's part of it. Um, there's one stat, but then I'll go into a little bit more analysis. Tampa Bay is 7-1 and one straight up in their last games played in December. There are teams that can turn it on late in the season. They're the teams that are getting revved up. Now, Tampa Bay is still holding on to a lead in their division. We just saw a comeback win uh, this past week against a Saints team. A Saints team that, um, I mean, Andy Dalton's are starting quarterback. Not a great team, but still, that's a tough divisional matchup. Doesn't matter who's in your division, um, how they're how they're playing in the year. Those are always tough games. Tampa Bay was able to pull it out. Now, they've been decimated by injuries. Leonard Fournette finally came back last week a little bit with shell himself he didn't have as many uh as touches as you as you would like this san francisco team that they're going up against is a team that it has a rookie quarterback i purdy what a horrible name and we don't name shame on this show come on I'm, my bad uh you mentioned it in the the over for your ravens bet this is the second lowest under uh second lowest point score of the week this game, there will be rain in this game. This game is going to be a muddy game. Whatever mobility that they have uh, with Purdy in the backfield, it's going to be limited. It's going to be a slosh. It's going to be a running game. Now, Tampa's running game has been horrible. I was just going to say, do you know who has the worst running offense? Tampa, Tampa Bay's running offense has been horrible. They're actually, Tampa Bay's rush defense in the past four weeks have been pretty bad themselves, too. I... I'm going with that 7-1 in December. I'm going with Tom Brady. I'm going with him uh, on the road near his his hometown, San Francisco. I don't even know he's from San Francisco. I know he's from the Bay. But this is a gut check one. I like Tampa Bay. I like the number. I like three and a half. But I'm going to take the money line at plus 155. This is going to be a dirty game, 37 points. Um and I think uh, Tampa Bay is just, just going to eat this one out. I think we're going to have another uh, last drive, but I'm going to see San Francisco having the last drive, try to put it away. And uh, I think Tom Brady's going to walk out of San Francisco with a dub. Hey. Phil. Yeah, we want to get a soundbite for the pod for the matchup of the century. You against Steph. Can we get a prediction for Sunday slash Monday week fourteen prediction? Me. That's it. That's it. Can we get like a score. When is it going to be over by? Uh. One twelve ninety eight. Wow. Yeah. So low scoring. Okay. All right. Say hi to your cats for us. I will. Was that I won't or I will? I will. Oh, okay. I thought you said I won't. I was like, all right. All right. Thank you. Good you luck in the playoffs. Way to fulfill, fulfill your prophecy from week three, what you said that you're going to be seven and seven and sneak in. Yep. All right. All right, see you.